Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What words can I even say to deal with what we just saw? Welcome in to the PHNX D-Backs podcast. Quite possibly our saddest, most frustrated podcast of the whole entire season. Uh, We're not doom and gloom, ladies and gentlemen, but the sky might indeed be falling. My (laughs) name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as your mayor of the city of Phoenix. This man next to you, he is uh, Shonda Paz. Sometimes Mr. Electric, but definitely not tonight. The power is out. The lights are out, and it's not because of Scott McGuff, that man down there. Jesse Friedman, your vice mayor and your thunderstick. Boys, Corbin Carroll left the game uh, just recently. Very shortly ago, we're still just... We're just still sitting here dealing with this. We're dealing with these feelings, with these emotions. Um, Completely uh, perplexed about what we just saw. Corbin Carroll left the game uh, at the bottom of the seventh, after swinging at a pitch, uh, things did not look good. I, I, I don't want to be overreactionary, but I don't know how you couldn't be looking at what we saw, Jesse, just now. I mean, we just kind of sat here in silence watching it over and over before we started the show, and it just doesn't seem real. It it didn't look good. Uh, that's about all I have to say at this point. Uh, we need to wait until after the game, you know, see see what updates the Diamondbacks have. We might not hear a super complete update tonight, but it didn't look good. Uh, this this is the this is the same shoulder that Corbin Carroll had season ending surgery on back in 2021 at the start of that minor league season. Of course, he tweaked it about a week ago. Uh, we, you know, there were a lot of questions being asked then, but miraculously, he was fine. Uh, the Diamondbacks said there was no need to do any imaging. Everything was structurally sound. Everything was okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to, you know, be too doomsday about this at this point because we still don't have any answers. But it really, really didn't look good. This was not the. This was not what we saw uh, the last time around about a week ago uh, when he tweaked it today. It, it appeared from what we saw on TV that he was saying that he can't feel it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as good at reading people's lips as maybe Sean is. Oh, yeah, Sean, that's what Sean's I, that's an, what I heard too. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean's saw, the expert yes. lip reader around here. But that's kind of what we all saw. And uh, yeah, we just kind of have to wait and see at this point. Obviously, the rest of this game wasn't great either. Uh, we had a whole rundown of a whole bunch of things to talk about with this game and how the Diamondbacks been playing in recent days. But Corbin Carroll missing significant time. I mean, there, there would be no worse thing that could happen for this baseball team. 
And uh, it feels like that's the primary topic of, of, you know, what kind of what this show has to be after what we saw today. Well, and obviously there's there's sadder ramifications, right, Sean? Because I know that in the grand scheme of things, all-star games and all-star appearances aren't really that important, but they are. And you yeah. can't say that they're not. They mean the world to us as fans, and they do, in fact, mean the world to these guys. Corbin Carroll was going to start in his first all-star game as a rookie in the city that he grew up in, and that's now in jeopardy. Obviously, if this injury is of any kind of uh, of, of serious nature, there's no chance that he's going to play in the all-star game at all, uh, and, and, and that sucks. That sucks, but... Now we have more than that, right? Mm -hmm. Now this goes beyond just the All-Star game, and it goes into the Diamondbacks season, this season that we had so much hope for, this season that uh, there's so And I mean, I again, like Jesse said, I don't want to be all doomsday, but it's hard not to be after both this series loss and the loss of Corbin Carroll. But the series loss feels inconsequential yeah. now compared to the loss, potentially, of our Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the game became... Uh, a kind of not irrelevant because it, I mean there was a lot to be upset about before Corbin got hurt, but yeah, I mean it. It's 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 more than it's there's it's more than even just Corbin or this season. Like there is a lot riding on it. Someone in the comments, um, Preston was saying that if that questions whether or not Kedrick ever approves extension after Carroll, if Carroll doesn't work out, right? Like which is obviously like that's a very it's very premature. But like if he keeps <laughs> having if he keeps having shoulder injuries and stuff like that, like there's a lot riding on this between stuff like between the fact that it was a very big contract, that the picks that ride or potential pick that rides in him becoming rookie of the year, and just like all of the excitement in the franchise, uh, kind of just seemed like it just it went like uh, Thanos faded away yeah, and right in front of you. The blip just we all watched it fade. Uh, I think up in the chat, Nicholas had a super chat. Thank you so much, Nicholas, uh, for your super chat. Uh, and Nicholas Gruder says Corbin is going to need to fix his swing. He can't flail with one arm on his follow through like that. Going to be a career long issue if he doesn't fix it. Uh, I, I I don't know entirely about that, but I do kind of understand where you're coming from. I don't know if that you know if if that swing is an issue medically for him, but obviously with a shoulder injury, it's always going to be a concern. Mm -hmm. And anytime we see something like this with him, we're going to instantly think the worst. Obviously, we all hear. Hope it's not. We all hope that this is similar, just a similar tweak to what happened where he missed some time last week. But this doesn't really feel like that, Jesse. I mean, this, yeah. the, the pain he was in, the discomfort he was in, like Sean said, he was saying something about I can't feel my arm or I can't, you know, move my arm. Like it was really odd that this uh, or this looked much worse than, than last week. And it's hard to believe that they're not connected, right? Yeah, it, it is possible that what happened with Corbin a week or so ago was actually nothing. There was no structural issue. It was, it was just sort of a weird little fluke. It, it was nothing, but they, it feels like there's a non-zero chance that that really was something. And the diamondbacks, as far as we know, didn't see it, didn't see it as being necessary to do any kind of imaging after that. And that that actually led us to potentially a larger injury here. Again, we don't know, and I don't want to go too far down that road at this point, but it seems naive to not at least consider the possibility that what happened a week ago and what happened today are connected. And maybe the Diamondbacks a week ago should have taken Corbin's injury a little bit more seriously than they have. Yeah. Um, tonight's game, obviously terrible. Like there's a lot that we could cover for uh, Ryan Nelson's start, for instance, Ryan Nelson's line. Uh, he was once again, not good at Chase Field. 
Uh, it's just so odd the way that Ryan Nelson continues to only be good on the road and the way that Zach Gallen, for instance, seems to only be good at Chase Field. But Ryan Nelson went three innings, gave up nine hits, seven earned runs. He walked none. He struck out one. He just wasn't effective. Uh, he had two whiffs on his cutter, one whiff on a fastball. That was it the entire outing. Uh, it was just – it. There was, there was just a lot of bad with Ryan Nelson uh, from, from the start. It didn't feel like he came out and was strong out of the gate or really got it back on track at all on this outing. He really didn't. Uh, I think we have a graphic that shows where Ryan Nelson's four-seam <laughs> fastballs were in this game. Oh, yeah, and, we uh, Where weren't not, they? It's not great. Yeah. It's Everywhere not great. is the question. Gestures wildly. That's where his fastball I mean, was. It, it was. I would slightly push back on that. Like It wasn't that he was all over the place. It was that he was right down the well, middle yeah, I guess like, so. all the time, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, he just got way too much of the strike zone and the few four seamers that he did get up above the strike zone, which is, you know, sort of a go to spot for him. He likes to get swing and misses up in the zone. Uh, most of those pitches were fouled off and or or they just didn't actually get Mets hitters to swing. Uh, and that's kind of a disaster for Ryan Nelson on a day where he doesn't have really any of his secondary oh. pitches going. Oh. Um, it is. Yeah, it, it is very, very difficult for Ryan Nelson to succeed when those pitches aren't working and when his fastball location looks like it did today. Um, Carson, Carson Kelly has officially, officially replaced Austin Adams. Yeah. Kind of yeah, figured that was, uh, that no, was kind of, uh, no Rojas. No Rojas. Sad. Um, well, the offense was very bad. Um, and the Diamondbacks uh, all obviously are going to suffer their first sweep of the season. It remains to be seen if they suffer their first shutout of the season, but a lot of bad happening in this game. Uh, and the offense has not been good at all, really, in this series. We can take a step back. I mean, there was a there was the softest bench clearing you've probably <laughs> ever seen in your life in the seventh <laughs> inning. That seemed like it was caused more by home plate umpire Trip Gibson, if we're being honest, than it was caused by Francisco Alvarez, who was the hitter, uh, or Jose Ruiz. Obviously, Francisco Alvarez was the hero for the Mets in Game 2. He hit that home run that tied the game off of Andrew Chafin. Basically, they were down to their last <laughs> strike, last out, last everything, and they tied the game. Uh, so I feel like between uh, the apparent stare down with Christian Walker, where Christian he's just looking. Christian Walker's just a looker. <laughs> um, but apparently there felt like there was maybe some bad feelings. So when Alvarez got plunked, uh, Trip Gibson really stepped in to ensure that there was no bench clearing or fighting that was going to occur. And instead, it seemed like he caused the bench clearing yeah. and fighting to start. Uh, there was there was some hand throwing. There was some gesturing. There was some stuff going on. But for the most part, it felt like Alvarez was just going to take first and Ruiz was going to get back Alvarez on the mound. Alvarez is innocent in it, though. He did definitely take like a distinct step towards the pitching mound and was he looking did. at Ruiz. But, but, but at the same time. I don't think it was ever. He, it didn't look like he ever really had a clear intention. Yeah, of, like it's. Of, I feel like it was just a reaction, right? Because yeah, like, yeah. like that's sometimes like when you get hit with a ball, sometimes you're pissed about it. Well, and, and I think sometimes, sometimes you gotta to look up and be like, "Did he just see that on purpose?" Yeah, right. Like, right. like you got you got kind of trying to read what the pitcher did too. Right. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's what it's, it was a very soft. Every everyone was a little guilty. I think Cattell also kind of ran in there originally, and I think that kind of keyed off yeah. the the bench clearing too. Like, yeah, it was a, it was a thing where everyone kind of was just making a situation out of nothing. This, uh, yeah, this is this is a lot of frustration boiling over. There's a lot of things happening here that aren't great. But uh, another thing that isn't great has been the Arizona Diamondbacks' usage of Dre Jameson. 
we don't even know what they're what are what are they doing with Dre Jameson before the game. Uh, Jody Jackson asked Tori Lavolo about like late inning options, and he, she was saying how despite the success that Castro, Chafin, and McGuff have all experienced, they've also all been pretty terrible in the ninth inning. Like not a single one of them kind of stands out as being better than the rest as far as coming in in that closing situation. Uh, so Jody kind of asked Tori about Dre Jamison if he would potentially be an option. And Tori specifically said that Dre has not been getting a lot of outings where he do- goes out there and does long uh, has long relief outings. So his his pitch count is shrinking. His ability to go out there and do more than you know one plus inning is 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 becoming less and less. So he did say that Dre Jamison was potentially an option for them in late innings, but. As Jesse points out to me, almost every time Dre Jamison pitches, it feels more <laughs> like he's just sent out there to mop up someone else's mess and to get the Diamondbacks through some innings, which doesn't really seem like a great use of someone like Jamison. If you look at Jamison's last four outings, so first of all, they're very spaced out. The The last one before today, today being July 6th, the last one was on June 29th. Hmm. So that's a week ago. The Before that, June 23rd, almost a week before that. June 18th, June 15th. Um, so yeah, he had his last four outings came in a span of 23 days. In 20, in a span of 23 days, Dre Jameson pitched four times. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you look at his numbers in those games, he was pretty darn good. Nine and a third innings, seven hits, no runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. Uh, he's no Carson Kelly, as yeah, I know Carson people, are, people are, are pointing out Carson had a successful ninth inning uh, for the Diamondbacks. But uh, yeah, I mean, Dre wasn't good today. And frankly, his numbers for the season, I wouldn't I, I don't want to get too far down the road of Dre Jamison has to be the new closer for the Diamondbacks. Hmm. Or he's he's clearly a better option than Scott McGuff or Andrew Chafin or Miguel Castro. I'm not really there. Uh, the only thing I, I'm really saying now is that the Diamondbacks usage of him has been really weird. Uh, he's kind of a mop up guy, but he's also like pretty good yeah. to be a mop up guy. And, and we know that he really enjoys these high intensity moments. We know that he really uh, and especially we saw that early in the season, right? When the Diamondbacks uh, were playing the Dodgers and the Padres on the road to open the year, Dre Jameson pitched really well in some of those games in high leverage situations the diamondbacks right now they're hardly using him and when they are using him they're oftentimes in games like this where frankly the game is over the moment that he steps on the mound i mean we do have a breaking update not to jump in on you but it's a good update jody jackson as people were pointing out in the comments tweeted out carol is in the dugout now can only hope that this uh, could be a sign that it's not as serious as it looks. Yeah. So I mean, the, the, I, I honestly, the him saying that I can't feel it was almost encouraging to me. I, as somebody who does not have any kind of medical background, but to me, like my immediate thought on that he's was, not a doctor. I am sure. not a doctor, <laughs> but my immediate thought on that was, it, someone mentioned it earlier in the chat. It reminded me of a, a, of a pulled shoulder Dislocate. or a separated sh- dislocated yeah. shoulder. Yeah, dislocated yeah. Shoulder. yeah a is, dislocated shoulder would be a fairly favorable outcome. Um, yeah. But I mean, maybe it was just like a weird stinger thing where he just kind of lost feeling in his arm for a little bit how many like corbin carroll scares can you have in one in one season (laughs) right i mean i mean i'll take a million scares over one real injury right right. it's just i mean there was the one in colorado yeah with his knee or his leg right and then that wasn't very serious but he still missed time and now you have this i mean you also had the last time this happened here uh, yes, Michael Vick, Nate Cleveland is here in the chat. What's <laughs> up, Mike Vick? Um, no, I wanted to say, honestly, like, it sucks because <laughs> I feel like no matter what, uh, I feel like no matter what, Corbin Carroll is going to miss the All-Star game. 
I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I hope it's not the case. But I feel like that's going to be. And I mean, even if that's even if that's not that big of a deal, it still is a big deal. Yeah. Right? Like Although, that's still like my heart breaks just thinking of that. But then yeah. I selfishly am like, okay, well, as long as he's cool to come back after yeah. the All Star break. Well, yeah. Then, I mean, at know. this point, I like fucking don't play in the All Star game. Yeah. Like, and, the, and obviously it's awesome, but you can go, you can hang out. Don't play in the All Star. <laughs> be game. there. Like, hang out. Unless this was just like Social a singer and it literally was nothing. Yeah. Then I, yeah, I mean, that point. plus in a vacuum, and I'm not saying this would happen. It'd be pretty awesome to see Lourdes Gurriel starting to start an All Star game. Like, if you're opening up spots in the, in the outfield. You're just going to make Jesse mad because he doesn't <laughs> think Lourdes deserves no, it. No, he well, doesn't. doesn't. That's <laughs> why it's hilarious. That's why it's, he, that's, it'd be even better if he uh, if he uh, uh, gets in. I mean, yeah, they could put in, like, a real uh, – well, that's the other thing, too, is maybe maybe one of the guys who uh, got snubbed gets a chance to get his shine. Nicholas Gruder brings up, again, the swing. He says he overextends super hard in his follow-through. I cringe every time he swings and misses. Wish he followed through with two arms. Someone else talked about – uh, Fernando Tatis, that when mm-hmm. he had his shoulder tear, he had to change his follow through to a two two handed swing. I don't know it's how. A fair point. I, sure. I don't know how that's going to impact him. But as far as health wise, I I'll take a loss of production versus him, you know, having this happen. Yeah. You know, once every month or couple of months or however often that this could happen. But uh, the D backs have spent fifty eight days now, either in or tied for first place in the National League West. Is that going to come to an end before the All Star break? Perhaps, but it still doesn't mean it's the end of the season for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, who knows? The Dodgers might lose tonight. We might, even with this terrible loss and this, you know, series sweep, we might still see the Arizona Diamondbacks being NL in first place in the NL West by the time that All Star break rolls around. I believe it. I we yeah, still got three games I, against I, I, I think they, there's listen. The, I I mean I hate saying this, but like because it's very like excuse energy. But the reality is the Mets are supposed to be a lot better than they've been this season. Like they are supposed to be a good, good team, point. so like, uh, and I like I don't. I, it, it would suck to be the reason that they figured it out, but maybe this was just the series where they figured it out, and well, now they, they, they are going to be on a run. They came into the series yeah. playing well too, yeah. Right? So like, like, so. like, so I know we were like we were being very apocalyptic, and people were saying it's like it's not over. It's not over. Like I still think that they will win the series against the Pirates, which would mean that they will be in first place at the All Star, or I mean at least tied, right? The very worst. Um, at the All Star break, so like, depending on what the Dodgers, the Dodgers do, this do yeah. Weekend, so yeah. like I, I, I like it's fine. I'm not. I mean, there's still like the 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 bigger concern for me what happened before the Corbin injury. Like the Corbin injury, obviously we have to see what happens if he's out for the season. It obviously drastically changes the year. I don't think that's gonna happen. But like if like they don't they don't have a full rotation. Like they they the offense didn't do anything this series. Like there's other problems that. Or go beyond the Corbin injury that are oh, yeah. a concern regardless oh, yeah. of what yeah. happens. Yeah. I think and we probably should talk about the offense a little bit. Yeah. Uh, coming coming like Elise, into Elise makes a great point there, by the way. D backs made Carrasco yeah. look like Cy Young tonight. Yeah, yeah. and, and Carrasco is great. just not good. I mean, Carlos Carrasco's been one of the worst starters in baseball coming into this. Uh his fastball has just been absolutely torched. And for some reason the Diamondbacks are just really struggling to square it up today. It has been their offense in general. I mean, it just has struggled recently in seven games entering today. This doesn't include today. The Diamondbacks are hitting 202 as a team um, dating back to the first game of that Tampa Bay Rays series. They've scored two runs, one run, six runs, three runs, two runs, five runs, one run, 
And then I guess today zero, zero most likely. No, it's um, over. Yeah, it's over. Added. There you go. So the, the shutout is the shutout is now official. Um, but yeah, the D-backs offense has really gone silent recently. And part of that has probably been because they were without Corbin Carroll for a few days. And recently they've been without Cattell Marte for a few days. And, and now, now they're, they're probably going to be Pavin without Smith. Corbin Carroll for a few days. Pavin and Taven Smith isn't here. Yeah. So Pavin, what I mean, else do you Corbin expect? Can't play. If Corbin gets put on a uh, DL or something, or IL, whatever it's yeah. called now, yeah. who's coming back up? Uh, Pavin Smith. Pavin I mean, Smith. it can't be Pavin Smith because oh, once you send a guy down, you can't call him up that quickly. Oh, yeah. I so I would need to go back and look at exactly what day they made that move. But if they were making a roster move tomorrow, I don't think they could yeah, call it Pavin enough. Smith if they wanted to. But they might uh, they might make a roster move that involves them bringing up somebody to fill that spot that they currently have in their starting rotation, at least for this uh, upcoming series with the Pirates. Uh, Tori did not. He said specifically today he did not know, but we're going to get to probables here in a minute. Um, but it's just interesting because now, who, who knows? The the hope here is that Corbin Carroll does not get put on, on any kind of anything. Uh, and I believe we, we don't have to worry about that being a thing. But. Yeah, I mean, the, like, I, I mean, you said it already, but like, he's not in the dugout if he like tore his shit. Like, if his, if his, if his stuff was really Correct. fucked up, he's not Correct. hanging out in the dugout. He's not coming back out. He's not. Certainly encouraging. Yeah. It really is. It really is. So uh, I don't know where I'm putting my money on the BetMGM app as far as his injury goes. But they, they did take I'm, they immediately took off odds for National League Rookie of the Year. Really? On BetMGM. I was yeah. looking at that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, that that's going to change things. He was he yeah. was negative <laughs> 650 for uh, the odds uh, on winning Rookie of the Year. He, he was a surefire like. By far and away, in the American League or in the National League, he was the, the biggest favorite to win that award. I am broken. Uh, we're all broken, Damon. We're all broken. I definitely do not have a future on Ellie De La Cruz to also win Rookie of the Year. You that son of a bitch. definitely does not <laughs> exist. Did you just say that on the show, Sean? He did. He did. I, I, I said I don't. Hard. I said I don't. He said he doesn't, but that's a blatant lie. Uh, and here's <laughs> something is that uh, he could probably get a little bonus kicker if he went to the swing for the fences uh, promotion with BetMGM first. Anybody can get in on this game. Uh, just log into your BetMGM Sportsbook app. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game until September 7th. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone, whether you'll get a single, double, uh, double, wait, what is it? How's the song? Walker, 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 single, double, triple, Walker, Dinger, fly out. Uh, Christian Walker hits dingers, but not today. Uh, he lost on that bet as well. But I, did. I will say this. Uh, you can get yourself some amazing prizes associated with the type of hit, and that prizing can help you win more money on MLB. must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours. So whatever you win in that MLB swing for the fences, bet promote with uh, bet promotion with BetMGM, uh, you can make some money by adding those bo- uh, bonuses onto your bets. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet and you'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Uh, Of course, uh, now we have Shane here to talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 
We're back. We're back. We back. We're back. We're here. Hey, hey we're people back. can actually hear us now. Yay, we're here. <laughs> Probable starters for this upcoming series. Uh, we, were, we, we were here the whole time. We promised you guys. But a lot of TBD here. What we were talking about what that you couldn't hear us say uh, was that the Pirates have uh, still no starter scheduled for the final game. It doesn't mean they're not going to put a pitcher in there. That's not how baseball works. Uh, and the Diamondbacks still don't have their starter listed for game two, which feels very much like it might end up being a bullpen start. But, uh, yeah, we don't know for sure. Now with Dre Jameson having pitched in today's game, Jesse, that kind of impacts the ability of that possibly being a bullpen start. Yeah, it does. Uh, I believe Slade Shikoni, uh does line up to potentially start that game. So I would not be surprised if the Diamondbacks go that direction. He's had back-to-back really good starts down in Reno. His four-seamer was up to 95.5 as an average in his last start. So his stuff is, has certainly been ticking up in the positive direction recently. After today's game and how heavily the Diamondbacks use their bullpen, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they go that direction. Uh, well, just so you know, while the audio was out, the only thing I said was Dick Mountain. Um, so, um, which is a nickname for Rich Hill. Yeah, yeah for Rich the record. Hill. Yeah, yeah, right. if some people don't know. I, saw, yeah, I guess I should have provided that. <laughs> I was I was referring to Rich Hill. I uh, think about ninety percent of our listeners know, but yeah, ten percent I just had to clarify. clarify. I also love that we are we got our first fire Tory of the night. Yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Welcome in, guys. That we thought we would get that right out of the gate, so I'm surprised, but. Uh, yeah, no, now now we have uh, an interesting series with the Pirates, who by no means are a pushover themselves, but the Diamondbacks need to get back on track. It's, uh, a, I'm not going to say an easy team to get back on track from, but hopefully they have no, it's a, team you a little bit more confidence. Yeah, right. Like, uh, And I really hate the fact that, you know, they're kind of limping here into the All-Star break. That part sucks, considering that this team has spent so much time either tied or in first place in the National League West. I feel like it's really important to keep perspective on on a day like this. Uh, the I don't diamond- want to. No, I don't want to. No, <laughs> I, no. This no. Is, hey, Forget you, your rational bullshit, Jesse. Jesse. This is what Jesse is here for. Okay, you got to let him spread his wings. Hey, I mean, earlier in the show, I I mean, I was a little more dooms. I was a little more realistic, a little more in the moment earlier in the show. But I will say uh, the Diamondbacks are 50 and 38. They are in first place in the NOS. And before the season started, if you had asked any Diamondbacks fan... Uh, if they would be cool with being 50 and 38 at this point in the season and being half a game up on the Dodgers and the Padres being as far out as they are, um, people would probably be very, very happy with that. Uh, as I see, nobody this guy, Thunderbolt. Fuck for <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nobody is happy. Oh, yeah, Thunderbolt. You'll get to know Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt hates everything positive <laughs> and wants us. Well, he just wants to turn Chase Field into a parking lot. I get it. Go ahead, Jesse. Please continue being rational. There are, yeah, and and I, I mean, today is still a really rough day for the Arizona Diamondbacks, obviously, and there are some very serious concerns moving forward about whether the Diamondbacks can maintain the position that they're currently in. So I don't want to make it sound like everything's hunky-dory and the Diamondbacks are going to coast their way to a playoff spot. Uh, the D-backs, a week or two ago, it seemed like making the playoffs was... 
I don't want to say a guarantee, but it was like, yeah, you're definitely trending in that direction. And after what's happened over the last few days, and especially with Corbin, uh, you know, going through what he did, obviously we don't have any updates there yet. But uh, yeah, people are probably not feeling as comfortable putting the D-backs in that conversation at the end of the year. And I think that's fair. Uh, there are way more questions surrounding this team right now than there were a week or two ago. And I think you have to be realistic about the state of the rest of the NL in the first half of, of this season. Like... The Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets have all not been as good as they were supposed to be. Um, not that the, obviously the, the Mets has a, a direct relation to the, them in the division, but like the, the, the Padres and the Dodgers had, didn't, have not had as good of a season as they've supposed to, have they, as they have had yeah. as they were supposed to have had up to this point. And the D-backs have had a much better season uh, than they were supposed to have had. So, I mean, like they're I think they're obvious they're better than anyone expected them. And I, don't, I don't think that is. Uh, like I don't think that's in question. Like they're clearly a good team, but um, they have clear problems that like the real, the really good teams, like the Braves, don't have um, that need to be fixed if they want to be a team like the Braves. I like that we got it. One comment from Elijah Unger that says one twenty four and thirty eight incoming, and then two comments later, later Alex says season, season over, over, man. <laughs> Bring it in, guys. Bring it in. Well, however you're feeling, whether it's good or bad, we are here for you because the Diamondbacks they only have a half a game lead in the National League West. The Dodgers won tonight. It's a bigger so lead than I expected them. Things to have are at this getting point. yeah, things are getting there, right? But you're no I, longer in like like sort of coast to the finish line territory. Yeah. Where if you just kind of hold it together and go 500 or a little over the rest of the year, right. then you'd be in a good spot. Right. You're like okay, now you've right, you know fight. you're only 12 games over 500 at this point. So yeah. if you go 500 the rest of the way, uh, then you're 87 and 75, which is kind of right on the edge. Like the D-backs need to play well uh, for the rest of the season in order to to get where they want to get to. And that's the big thing here is, is that the National League West has kind of been competitive. You know, like we talked about how good the Giants have been, even though they're missing the pieces they're missing. We've talked about the Dodgers still being able to be a winning franchise without the, the, the they've, they've gone through way worse losses, I feel like, than the Diamondbacks have gone through this year. And they still find a way uh, to win. So, like you said, it's not going to be easy. And the, the none of the teams in the National League West are going away except the Rockies. They've already gone. Um, away. We could have been the Rocket City Trash Pandas tonight. They uh, lost. They lost twenty nine to three on eighteen hits to the Chattanooga Lookouts. Yeah. Yeah. So take, take twenty nine <laughs> runs on eighteen hits. The the other the thing is in their last ten games the Diamondbacks are four and six. They don't feel four and six. Yeah. It well, feels they're, like they're zero and ten in their last. 10 I mean, games. if you back up two more games, they're four and eight. So, yeah, I mean, it all depends on how many games you look we're at. Just doing 10, that's we're just doing 10, Jesse. That's what they put what on the, the standings. How do you bounce around so much from being negative to positive <laughs> to be irrational? Pick a goddamn I'm lane, saying that, like people, people oftentimes cite like the last 10 games stat, like as if the last 10 games is the only window of time that matters. <laughs> like how you did in your last six games, how you did. In that's all that matters to me. Last games, 10, that's last 10 is the only one says. that's relevant. I, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, no. Uh, also, though, two of the games that the Diamondbacks lost, they lost in like basically the last out of yes. the ninth inning and they had a lead. So you could say what you will, but. The way that the Diamondbacks have been losing games is the kind that will drive a fan base nuts, yeah, right? Absolutely it's games, heartbreaking. It's absolutely games like last night yeah. where you're a strike away. And your broadcaster is consistently saying, "They Scott McGuff has never won a major league game before Jeez. until tonight. And they've only they've <laughs> only won one nothing games 11 times in their history before tonight. <laughs> it stayed that way. 
He loves saying that shit. He loves Come it. On, Steve. And I, I like I get it. I get it. You get <laughs> bored. You want to say funny things. You want to spice it up. But Steve, like, let's just let let's leave it like not spicy just for once. <laughs> I don't know what we can do here, but my God. Clearly, uh, Steve is the problem. Yeah, Steve, Steve is clearly Steve, Steve's clearly Steve the problem. Is clearly the I see his drunk swerving on the freeway <laughs> Yes, thank that you. is a bar. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Pedro. Uh, I just and, like to be generally contrarian. So like yeah. whatever whatever Derek whatever and the, Sean are doing, then yeah, I'm just gonna do just, the opposite. This is why and, I can never predict what he wants to go what, what direction he wants to go but uh phnx sports youtube channel thank you guys for being here right now by the way uh if you haven't subscribed to the channel make sure to do so sign up for notifications that way you don't miss whenever we go live uh, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side we thank you we hope you're just as angry there as we are over here on the youtube side leave us a review we always appreciate that feedback grab yourself also a diehard membership today if you haven't joined the phnx family you can do so now the membership pays for itself right away. You get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com, 20% off all future purchases. You also get uh, free stuff from our partners, a gift certificate from Mountain Mike's. You get a ranch card from Dobson Ranch Golf Course. You get stuff that I don't even you get remember. A hug from me. You get a hug from Sean. That's worth $85 in itself. But uh, not only that, but you get Jesse's newsletter, Full Count, and all the newsletters, all the content here on gophnx.com, as well as discounts with our partners. You get access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, and so much more. So sign up today over at gophnx.com. Uh, and, of course, we thank you guys that have already done so for being part of the family. Uh, where do we go from here, guys? I mean, I know we talked about the probables for this next series, well, but uh, how, I, how, where do we – like? Do, 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 the, do the Diamondbacks not really have a chance unless they make these moves uh, here in the next month at the at the trade deadline to bring in some sort of reinforcements? Because it's feeling like more and more that guys were able to sustain a certain level of success. But once we started seeing, once they started getting seen, pitchers started getting seen, things started happening, uh, everything fell apart for this team. Like, it felt like we had a number of resources. We felt like Brandon Fott was in the, in the waiting in the wings to come and save us and be you know, our new ace. And like, it feels like a lot of the things that, that we were hoping for have kind of fallen apart for this team. There definitely has to be a sense of urgency going into the trade deadline. Yes. Right. Um, I know a lot, so many people uh, on Twitter have been sounding off in the last few days about how, you know, irresponsible it is that Mike Hazen hasn't made any moves yet. And, and to that, I say, relax. Uh, there are yeah, very few teams it. that have made any kind of moves up to this point. Um, I know Araldis Chapman was was traded, uh, but outside of that, you haven't really seen any any movement outside of peripheral pieces for teams. So it's really too early for for a lot of teams to figure out which direction they're they're going to go at the trade deadline, and that's obviously going to be a, a huge factor this year. There are a lot of teams that are kind of right on the bubble right now that need to decide which direction they're going to go. If you're the Diamondbacks, you are officially though at a point where. If you want to be able to maintain your position in the NL West, if you really want to go for it this season, which I would think you would want to do that, mm. uh, this team has holes. And and it's not only on the pitching side. I think in the last few days, you've started to see uh, this team's weaknesses offensively and how, you know, when Lourdes kind of slows down a little bit, uh, you know, if Cattell misses a few games or whatnot, the, this team is not as deep offensively as you might have thought a few weeks ago. And I think the Diamondbacks would benefit from from some additions on on that side of the ball too so still still a ways to go i'm not at all in at in the mode of critiquing what the diamondbacks haven't done up to this point because it's just way too early for that but they probably need to do some stuff and they're probably gonna have to do some pretty significant stuff uh, a couple of things in the comments to address elijah unger says why at the deadline i think the reason why at the deadline is because 
teams aren't really ready to make a move yet. There are so many teams right now in Major League Baseball that are still in it in I mean, some way. The Mets. Yeah. The Mets, the Mets a week ago were I mean, sellers, yeah. and now they've, they did this, and you yeah, right. I think that they it's completely changed the dynamic yeah. of your season. If you're right. the Mets, yeah, you're not trading Verlander or Scherzer or, or like you're not even entertaining that idea right now. And I think the Cubs went on record saying if we trade Marcus Stroman, it's going to happen like on the 31st or like mm-hmm. on the first. Like it's not we're not going to make that decision any earlier than we have to. There's a lot of teams in that position right now. It's too many, in fact, and it's going to make the trade market very sparse and it's going to cause the teams that are selling to command a ridiculous return. And that's going to be a problem. You think that, I mean, Nick Ahmed, Carson Kelly, cash considerations for Shohei. That'll get it done, right? Yeah, oh, go. yeah, totally. Shohei Otani for Nick Ahmed, Carson Kelly, cash. Dude, I would, Wait, I would Smith trade. Smith probably needs to be included in that deal, I right? I would as well. trade I mean, both of you for Shohei Otani. <laughs> I, would, I would sneak into your houses at the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, drug you, ship you to Anaheim, California for Shohei Otani. I, I like. I, you're laughing. He said both of us. I'll do it. Both in, of in us in a box. In a, in a box with no holes. Yeah, what? Oh, like what? Like when me shipping him off to the All Star game? No, this is bullshit. I traded so much for you, and this is how you're gonna treat me in return. Yes, for Shohei. Oh, yes, Damon cool. might get thrown in the box too. Look to be it. quite honest, I'll produce yeah. the show myself. Oh, I feel like the D-backs main obstacle in trading for Shohei Otani is not like the difficulty of getting certain pieces from here to move, but no, the difficulty the in convincing the, the convincing the <laughs> Angels to actually want said pieces sure, in the first place. Sure, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the fact that he's, you know, it's a half a season. Uh, he is he is a rental. It makes him the best team in the, in, in the National League, in my opinion. I would do that for you guys in you the chat. Three bona fide starters. You have the best power hitter in the American League right now, Winning your team, like that'd be pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. Also, I want to address Elizabeth's comment. She asked, uh, "Did I miss it, or was there no was the series so bad that there was no king snake?" You hit the nail on the head, Elizabeth. Yeah, there is no goddamn king snake. Nobody deserves awards around here. Did you not see Corbin Carroll got injured? Who am I supposed to give an award to? I don't even want to acknowledge that baseball was played today. We get the award for sitting through that. Oh, my God. That. Yes. Yeah. You all that watched that game and us for being there, we are the king snakes of today's game. But uh, make sure, if you haven't checked out our friends over at Shady Rays, you do now. Because if you're going to throw shade like we've been throwing shade tonight, maybe you need some shades. Uh, It's an independent sunglasses company. Of course, if you live here in Arizona, you need a pair of good sunglasses. They have a world-class product, and it's just as good as the expensive sunglasses without costing you nearly as much. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear, by the way. They stand behind every sunglasses with their lost and broken replacement plan. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location here in Phoenix at Kierlin Commons. And a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. Is there something wrong again, Damon? I believe you're good now, but I think someone was stepping on a cord. Oh, my God. This is just <laughs> awful. But We're anyway. still having a better day than the Diamond. Yeah, we really right? are. Um, I want to go fucking tear my shoulder in half. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, you're too valuable to the team. Uh, if you don't love your Shady Rays, right, by the way, you can exchange them for a new pair, return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. The team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also try our friends at Pins and Aces, which is the official golf apparel partner. Derek, can you 
fix your mic cord. <laughs> what am? What is happening? Oh my god! That sounds, a lot, a, that a, sounds a lot better. Are we, are we there? What? Is, I don't know. Nothing's working for anything tonight. This is crazy. But anyway, pins and aces. Uh, our official golf apparel partner and the official golf apparel partner of All City. Uh, you can check out the Pins and Aces gear at their website. They have amazing polos, hats, golf bags, everything you need to go out on the links. It's 115 degrees, so you might have to go here in Phoenix, Arizona at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but you can still get some golf in and make sure you look good wearing your Pins and Aces gear. Check out PinsandAces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's PinsandAces.com. Uh, before I start the next ad read, is my mic still okay? All right. I just wanted to make sure. All right. Uh, Octane Raceway and Mavericks, by the way, a fun place to spend your summer. Uh, summer's almost over, but if you want something to do with your kids before it ends, make sure to check out all the fun they're having over at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. They still have their summer engineering camp partnered with Engineering for Kids for ages 7 through 15 if you still want something for them to do. can also take the kids out for free bowling all summer through August 4th. Kids Bowl Free Program. Children 15 and under are eligible for two free games per day. Uh, book some fun this summer at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. Everything this guy's good at, by the way. Uh, tons of different Can't events confirm. throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Well, let's talk Corbin's about... Okay. Uh, we have, uh, we have a okay. Corbin Carroll injury what? update He's saying everything here. checks out for now, but they're doing uh, imaging tomorrow. Oh, he's right. being described as as right shoulder discomfort and uh yeah the strength and the stability of the shoulder was fine those are tori lavello's exact words but yes oh, imaging what? imaging is happening tomorrow so i will sort of tap the brakes there and say that imaging is kind of the most important part of this process but good obviously so far so good i think it's about as good as you can hope for and, and as jesse pointed out they didn't have imaging done last time so this might be just being a bit more precautious especially since they didn't have it and he's hurt himself again but uh let's keep our fingers crossed because we definitely need corbin carroll this team needs corbin carroll you want to hear something bad uh goldie a uh, goldschmidt happened on twitter just reminded me of who the d-backs play coming out of the all-star break and it's yeah, not it's, oh yeah it's, good. it's, it's, it's pretty the difficult. blue jays the braves the reds at blue jays at reds at, or at blue jays at braves at reds and then home against Seattle or st louis and seattle then at san francisco at minnesota and then at home against the los angeles dodgers i assume all right, yeah, Brady, it's pretty It's pretty brutal. Brady Martin says, they said all strength holds up in it for now, but good for now until imaging. All right, well, let's go. There's, is there fireworks going on is outside? the building collapsing? What? That would be <laughs> fireworks so for what? <laughs> the building yeah. coming down in the middle of the show would be my preferred way to <laughs> Why go. Why not? In this situation. Why not? Let's end this nightmare with the all fuck would fucking... explode. <laughs> yeah. oh. It would go off. <laughs> all right. Um, Robbie, uh, showing up late. To the chat, Robbie. Uh, yes, we did have word on who's starting Saturday. No word. We don't know. We have no clue. Uh, we have story Lavello. We have word that we don't know. And the reason why is because I don't know. I feel we have word. We don't have word. We have word that there is no word. Uh, no, we. The word is again. I, I think. I think Jesse's onto something when it comes to at least probably a call up. Just because I feel it like- feels like, yeah, things would be maybe trending in that direction after today. I wouldn't say it's guaranteed. I mean, it's not like they've totally killed the bullpen the last few days. They've gotten some good length the last right. few days before right. this. But it uh, if I had to guess, that's sort of what I would say. But we really don't know yet. It is the 5th of July. Why are we setting off fireworks outside? What are we, what are we, it's the 6th of July. It 
it was two days ago. It's not the fifth of July. It was two days ago. What are we doing? I don't know. I know y'all probably can hear there's fireworks going off somewhere. Fireworks outside, and it's not. It's a Thursday. It's not celebratory fireworks. What are we doing? We know that for sure. Come on, let's talk about something other than Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, we might still talk about them a little bit. There's more fireworks going on. Irrationally pissed. He's gonna go out there and fight somebody right now that's setting off fireworks, but. Uh, the Braves have set off some fireworks because they are once again at the top of our MLB power rankings. Let's take a look at where everybody stacks up. Uh, the Diamondbacks taking the biggest tumble there, and I feel like we were being a pretty, uh, pre- pre- pretty honest with that one, right, Jesse? Did I really not have the Reds in the top ten last week, and now they're fifth? <laughs> I, I didn't really fully know that I was doing that, but hey, the Reds have been playing look, extremely well lately, and uh, that kind of feels fitting. They're forty nine and thirty nine, I believe. After today, just continue to absolutely run over every single team they play. Have you ever uh, seen a player like Ellie De La Cruz like spark his team the way he has? I mean, it's not to say the Reds were playing bad baseball, but. Their record since he has joined the club is insane. It's insane. Also, yeah. can I take a second to complain about David Martinez? Shut yes. up. Who? Ellie uh, De La Cruz is the most exciting part of professional baseball, not named Shohei Otani right now. If he wants to talk a little shit after you made him take a empty bat sensor cover off of his bat and then he hit a home run once it was put back on, let him talk shit. You made a fool of yourself. That's all. No, that's fair. I that haven't seen fair. a bat checked in God knows how long. Yeah. Like, my God. Uh, I, I didn't even know that they they did that sort of thing. But, yeah, they definitely – I mean, if, if you're going to accuse me of cheating, find out that I didn't cheat, and then I still hit a home run off of you in the next – yeah, I'm going to talk gonna, mad I'm going to look shit. at you and I'm going to say something. I'm going to talk like, mad he started, the, he started the war and, yeah. and, 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 and Ellie ended, ended it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. That's in a it. brutal, horrible, bloody, murderous <laughs> fashion. <laughs> Can we? We should probably go through all of these. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So people on audio know what we're talking about. So our power rankings for this week, I have uh, the Atlanta Braves at number one, the Tampa Bay Rays at two, Rangers three, Orioles four, Reds five, Marlins six, Astros seven, D-backs dropping from fifth to eighth this week, and then the Dodgers at number nine and the Phillies at 10. I feel like we should just take a moment and recognize like how wild it is that the the Rangers, the Orioles, the Reds, <laughs> and the, Marlins. the Marlins, and the and the Diamondbacks are, are all in the top yeah, eight. Yeah. And we are more than halfway through the season at yeah. this point. There have been a lot of unprecedented sorts of things that have happened this year. It's a fun season because of that, right? And I yeah. mean, especially with what the Diamondbacks are doing, the Diamondbacks are part of this uh, a part of this group of, of teams that shouldn't be doing what they're doing as early as they are. But who knows? I mean, uh, the Diamondbacks have also, we've talked a lot about the Diamondbacks um, overachieving, right? And so there's going to be a lot of people. We've seen them tonight in the chat of, of being like, see, I told you this team was a 500 team. See, I told you that, you know, like, yeah, the Diamondbacks definitely might come back down to earth. We have kind of been saying it for months where we said, like, the Diamondbacks needed to take care of business during the part of the year when they could because... Their other the other months, the other part of their schedule is stacked. And so far, that's all the Diamondbacks have really done. They've taken care of business during the time when their schedule was light and they were facing some opponents that weren't playoff contenders, that weren't, you know, leading their division. Now that they are, now that they've faced quite a few of those teams, we've seen them falter. We've seen them not be able to pass that test of being able to beat the team so far, like the Braves, uh, you know, like like the Phillies, things like that. So it's 
these are that that's still how far the Diamondbacks have to go. They could win a lot of games, but they still it still doesn't make them mm-hmm. contenders for the championship. That's what right? I, I keep I've kept saying. Like, and you were talking about a little bit earlier when we were talking about the deadline. Like, the reality is like what they've done over the last handful of games, over the last twelve games, as Jesse would like to put. Like, it doesn't change anything for me. We knew what the problems were. We knew that they needed more pitching help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, and that just became even more obvious. But, like, we knew what it was. And I I had said even when they were playing well, like, they clearly were not a content. They clearly were not the Braves or, or, I mean, the Rays haven't even been as good as the Rays were at the beginning of the season. But still, they're, they're, they're still... The Rays, but like, even even yeah. they were vastly outperforming yeah, what people yeah, yeah. thought that they were going to be this year. Like right? it, it's this team. This team was always overperforming. Like this team was never going to take the leap from being oh maybe they're a playoff team to all of a sudden being a legitimate contender yeah. without making any real moves. Like they That's they, what they so they they are going to have to make trades at the deadline. Again, if they think that they can actually be a World Series contender, because otherwise, what are you doing? And that's what Thunderbolt asks. And Thunderbolt, we're glad we got you down a little bit, just <laughs> trying to be a bit more productive with our comments and our discussion. And yes, so what is the team going to do to fix the issues? They've exposed the issues. We know. I mean, that's what, like you said, even the small issues they have have gotten have become more exposed over the last few weeks, right? So really, the answer for this team right now, which... I mean, they've hinted that they might still try to find some solutions within the organization is the trade deadline. Yeah. And I mean, really, yeah. the the I, I feel like the tough position that they are in is now they are forced to make decisions that they weren't ready to make yet at this point. Right. And like, we were just talking about this. They just raised the price of a, of a bunch of potential or maybe had completely taken off the market a bunch of potential trade targets and guys that yeah. are on the Mets. Yeah. And so like they're, they they didn't make the problem any easier over this last weekend. No. Um, no. And it, like you were saying earlier, it's going to be one of those things where it is. I feel like it's going to be we're just kind of waiting a lot until the last second, hoping that something Probably. happens because that's what's gonna no happen. one's going to want to make that decision until the last second. Well, and really, what's going to happen is people are like the sellers are going to try to take advantage of the teams trying to trade with them, right? They're going to ask for more. They're going to you know demand mm-hmm. more in return. And then as we get closer to that deadline, that's when the sellers even have yeah. to start well, yeah, saying, I mean, like, well, if, shit, we need to get rid of some yeah, of these Yeah, if the Cubs don't have plans on trading or signing Stroman to an extension and they get to that last day of the deadline they decide they're not trying to win, like, they're not going to want to lose him for nothing. So, yeah, it's, yeah, you have to imagine his price probably gets lower. A I think there. they're, yeah, like any any team, the vast majority of teams right now are going to say they don't know, yeah. right? Unless you're the Nats yeah. or you're the Rockies and it's just like really obvious what you should do. Uh, if you're a team like the Cubs or the White Sox or whatever, you don't really have anything to gain from going out right now and and saying like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to sell because you want to, you know, you want to make it seem like teams have to really talk you into it, right? You want to make it so that uh, teams feel the need to make their best offers in order to get these, you know, in order to get these these uh, pieces off your hands. Yeah. So, from just from like a negotiation standpoint, it doesn't really make any sense for them to say anything other than than what mm-hmm. they're saying at this point. So, I wouldn't read too much into that. I do think it's important to to note that. We haven't really seen Mike Hazen in position to buy in a long time. And so for people saying like, oh, it's Mike Hazen, like he's not going to go out and do anything. This is what he always does. That's not really true. Uh, The Diamondbacks have only bought, uh, they've only been in position to buy two years under Mike Hazen, 2017 and 2018. 
course, 2017 was the year that they brought in J.D. Martinez and and probably one of the best deadline moves that any GM has ever made. Um, And then in 2018, the Diamondbacks made several moves, nothing uh, headliner quite to quite to that extent. Uh, but they made several moves in 2018 as well. So generally, I would say the Diamondbacks have been pretty aggressive under Mike Hazen when they've been in this position. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's that's the big thing is we know for a fact that this team definitely wants to improve. Mike Hazen has not really shied away from his comments about being very, very aggressive, as he says, at the trade deadline. But he also walked those comments back a little bit because I have a feeling that some of his negotiations haven't been going the way that he thought they would. Yeah. So he was basically like, well, things, the trademark. We still want to do Jesse, stuff. Yeah, Jesse, still stuff. Jesse said this before. You can be as, gress- as aggressive as you want, but yes. <laughs> if they're not going to give you, they're not going to make a trade. Like yeah. it takes two to tango. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what it is. So, uh, and speaking of Jesse and tangoing and sending him in boxes places, Jesse's going to be in Seattle starting tomorrow. What is tangoing? He's, he's, not even, he's not even going to sleep tonight. Is he going to tango all the way to Seattle? Uh, potentially. Uh, I, I was thinking he was going to tango in Seattle. Oh, fair you enough. Know, Jesse has a wild, like, you're going to learn this, but he doesn't tell us about his private life, <laughs> but he has a wild private life that he refuses to fill me. I will on. tell you that I have to be at the airport at 4.30 in the yeah. morning, so and I'm not really looking forward to that. We're just going to do this show, show until, like, <laughs> 3 well, yeah, we right? have multiple we're just people in the chat asking us not to end it yeah, because they need it. <laughs> Cog says, don't leave us all. We're still grieving. We're still here with you. But, of course, we'll be bringing you all sorts of all-star coverage uh, while Jesse is in Seattle. Me and this guy will be back here tomorrow with post-game for that first game with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So make sure, make sure to join us back here. Then we will also be here Sunday uh, for a special MLB draft episode. The Diamondbacks have that 12th pick in the 2023 MLB amateur draft. So of course we will be here to cover that with you. Uh, we'll at least, we'll at least take you up to the diamondbacks pick in the draft and we'll try to get any, we, they might not, we're, even not we're not going through number, number 35 or whatever. whatever no, we're going, around, we're going to round three, year. baby. We're going all the way through competitive balance <laughs> round two yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, but of course, like I said, make sure to join us for all of that goodness. And then next week during the all-star game, we'll have a post game for the all-star game. But for the most part, we're going to have a bunch of 1 o'clock shows next week, and we'll be talking about all of this stuff, including trade deadline moves the Diamondbacks might be making, as well as the fallout from the draft and and see what the Arizona Diamondbacks, who the Arizona Diamondbacks were able to pick up. But uh, in the meantime, you can check out, of course, our friends over at Four Peaks. It is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Whether you want to drink that tonight or not, that's up to you. But Rattle on Red Ale is always good, uh, and it is always uh, a, a good choice to drink when watching baseball. If you're at Chase Field, make sure to check out the Four Peaks Draft Room. It's located on the suite level down the first baseline. And, of course, we will be meeting up for our D-backs takeover events at the Four Peaks Draft Room. Check out the events page in our show notes to find dates and tickets. We have one coming up at the end of this month, so make sure to join us. Yes. I think we have some special things planned. For we, have some spe- we do have some special things planned. I think we're going to have a little slider, uh, a little slider sampling going on. Action. We're going to have some mac and cheese. I think, actually, we are, me- uh, we are meeting, by the way, for the rest of the takeovers this year at the Four Peaks Draft Room, but I believe that one's going to be at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. So, Keep it tuned right here, or again, check out which our events page, which you can get. For, you can get Four Peaks everywhere sure. here in the Valley. It is the official beer of Arizona, uh, and Four Peaks is all about uh, supporting teachers. So kids are back at home for summer. Let's thank a teacher, and what better way to thank a teacher by bringing one of your teacher friends out to Teacher Tuesdays at the A Street Pub uh, every Tuesday through July. You bring a valid teacher ID and receive four dollar pints of Kilt Lifter Wow Hazy and Hopknot. 
So check out at Four Peaks Brew at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's home, hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Uh, that's all I got. I'm I. That's more than I even wanted to give. This you know? sucks. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a shell of my former self, uh, and I will not be whole again until I get more updates on Corbin Carroll and his health. But can we talk about how nice it is that we are complaining over them losing, like getting swept in a series? Like they they just finally got swept in a series, got shut out for the first great, time. They are the only like, team ah, in baseball that has not world, been swept. The world is it's over. It, the season's over, and I think we were. Two yeah. months past that point, le- this time last year. Yeah. So I mean, we are yeah. we are That's we're, not bad we're still two wins away from their season total like, for two thousand twenty one. We're hoping we can hold on to the lead in the division. Yeah. And not have to play a wild card That's game. That's a great basically. point. I That's think this this weekend series is also big. Like yeah, if you if you respond and you win two out of three or something like that against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Then I think you feel pretty decent about yourself. Like, okay, well, you know, well, you yeah. ran into a hot team in the New York Mets and they kind of ran over you. Uh, that sucks. But uh, as you guys were just saying, I think it's the D backs and the Rays uh, were the only teams entering today who had not been swept. Like, even the Braves have been swept this season. These kinds of things happen. But if you go out this weekend and you lose to the Pirates, then it's like, all oh, right, oh, yeah, taking uh, that energy into the All Star break. Yeah, that that would be a really rough way to finish the first half. So these next few yeah. days are going to be really important. Zach it. Davies better. Yep. Zach Gallon. Oh Allen. my God. Zach Gallon better yeah. be Zach Gallon at home. But Davies, That's what they need but Davies right now. has Zach that Allen last start before the All Star game. And I just got sick to my stomach thinking about Gallon it. needs to earn his MVP. Well, I agree. I agree. Uh, but Show us. So I, I the, the idea of of maybe the first two games of that series not going our way, and then we have to rely on Zach Davies to send us in the All-Star break with good vibes does not make me feel good. Don't tell us you're the Cy Young. Show us you're the Cy yeah, Young. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, he needs to start doing that on the road. Yeah. But he's shown us he's a Cy Young at home. Yeah. You're right. Um, speaking of home mm. and on the road, if you're going on a road trip, by the way, which are friends from the PHNX Suns podcast, they're heading out to Las Vegas this weekend. And, of course, they need to stop at Circle K on their way. You need to stop at Circle K on your way. Uh, what are you so excited we, about? We, uh, I think your reign might be over. Why? I think we might have new uh, Circle K commer- uh, gas pump commercials. Oh, oh wow! I heard, I heard wow. as of this morning, both Saul and I made appearances. Yeah. So I think they might have cycled you and Lee out. You know what? Saul, Saul, or uh, Derek stopped paying. Yeah, he was, he was yeah, supposed look, to give like a, a, a week. I can't pay Heidi Watney in D-Box. I can't pay Circle K. And, I can't bribe everybody to keep me uh, in, in your mentions. But, so let me know if you see me uh, at a Circle K. because I, I don't want to know if you see him. I'm I do. Gonna be, tweet, at, tweet at me and then be tweet at both of us. No, I don't want to be a part Derek. of that. I don't, tag, want, don't tag, tag me. Tag I don't want to Tag Derek in every single video that you see of me at Circle K. I'm... I'm sad. Like, like, have I not experienced enough sadness tonight? What the fuck are we even doing here? Man, I hate this so much. Uh, Well, I mean, regardless, check out Circle K, by the way. Uh, For the gas, in-gas entertainment. Just just for the rivalry that it's causing alone, you need to check out Circle K and their gas. Of course, we'll both tell you that you should go inside and get a Polar Pop. I don't know if I'm telling you that any longer, but... Uh, this guy won't tell you that iced coffee is just $1.89 if you go inside and get one. You can also get 12 packs of beers for just $9.99. All sorts of wonderful stuff, including the Red Bulls and Monsters that fuel me 
Three for $8 for Red Bulls, three for $6 for Monster. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. I'm done. Dude, it is hot as a I'm done. They turned here. off the air conditioning I on am, us. Like, I'm going Those lights are bright. I've got, I'm, I'm going to go more buttons up. We're no, just I'm unbuttoning. Off, We're just going I'm open. End the show. Yeah, right? We're gonna get, he's going to be naked off, before we get off Derek, the air. You're but. showing entirely too much chest. Look, right I'm sorry, like, but that's this, the way this is unacceptable. Shirt off. This is quick before before this David turns into something we can't put this on YouTube anymore. I'm a cap underscore caveman with a K. He is at Sean underscore DePause. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Damon is at Damon Dog with a D-A-W-G and a little at the end. Of course, before you follow him, you got to do that part. Uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for joining us. We thank you for being Arizona Diamondbacks fans, and you, we thank you for venting with us after tonight's terrible game on behalf of all these guys we appreciate you showing up so much and and when the diamondbacks didn't uh, and remember kids baseball is fun but sometimes it's just not fucking fun <laughs>